Welcome to Being Experiential Podcasting. I'm Bethany Evans, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron Pruitt. And today, we are talking about one of my favorite, favorite subjects, human design, with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Maida Hernandez. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you. We love, we adore Maida. She's so mm-hmm. funny because I start getting like, well, Bethany's this way. I'm this way. Maida's like, well... Based on human design, you would be differently, blah, 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 blah. So if you're wondering, what the hell is human design? Um, A few weeks ago, I didn't know what the hell it was either. And then Maida um, started sharing with us what she's been studying and learning about and and, uh, sharing with other people and clients is human design has astrology, it has chakras, it has... um, energy centers i mean i guess yeah. that's chakras yeah. energy like- centers kabbalah i ching kabbalah, yeah it combines combines all of those to create what i like to call and a lot of people call a blueprint to how you're best fit to go about making decisions in your life and you know how you take in the world around you so i think it's to me it's proven really useful it's actionable um as well as insightful in other ways you know um one of the things that I also like to learn about is our natal charts but I find natal charts hard to be actionable I think they provide a lot of insight and they'll tell you that you're more likely to react this way or you're going to feel this way about things but it doesn't get to the point of being like okay this is the best way to go about making decisions these are the things you need to tune into to know whether you're, you know, deciding on something that truly aligns to your highest good. Mm. And human design is what that this is for. So as someone who really likes frameworks and to have a better idea than, you know, than just nebulous sort of understandings of how to go about doing things, to me, this really called, uh, it called to me and I, you know, and I, so I just picked it up and have been studying it very voraciously because I find it so intriguing and so useful like I I immediately started implementing the things that I learned Mm. and I'm continually uh, working on integrating them on a day-to-day because learning is nice but if you don't integrate them then you know there's not a lot you can do with the information that you learn yeah totally and I think that's what's exciting about this is that how you you we've met with you before and you've shared a bit of our, the human design that Bethany and I have, where we overlap, where we're different. And you also, and what I liked is when you say actionable, like the functionality of you would give us like, Hey, so Bethany kind of for her to be at her top game, looks like this, Aaron, for you to be at your top game. Don't try to have her be like you, or you'd be like her. Here's how you honor. And then you guys are both going to stay in that level of high performance. And here's where, some growth areas are here. So I think that's what's really cool. So when we met and talked about it, one of the things Bethany and I thought was, well, what if we put one of our primary relationships and give the data, give the information to Maida and um, in a little bit, after she kind of explains more about human design, she's going to break it down. So everyone that's listening can be like, yeah, I want that for me and my child, or I want that for me and my partner, or, oh my gosh, I want that for me and my friend. So you can listen from knowing this information would make a difference in your own life and you can study it yourself or you can do what I do and I hire people that know what the hell they're doing (laughs) and I say feed it to me 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as, as we do. And that we'll get into it is what our types do, Erin. Yeah. And we'll get into what types are, but that's what we do. Like, we don't want to do the steps that don't bring joy to us. So yes. we're going to find someone that can do it better than us. And we're okay with that. And then we'll really enjoy the experience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you think of the queen of delegating. My nickname, which used to piss me off when I was younger, was Tom Sawyer. When I was a kid, my dad's like, oh, there goes Tom Sawyer. I would be negotiating chores. Like, you hate doing the bathrooms. I hate doing the kitchen. Let's swap. And my dad's like, I thought you were lazy. But then I realized you're just always trying to make life like as enjoyable as possible. And people agree. Yeah. Like, oh, and I'm like, don't, don't hate the game. Or what is it? Don't hate, don't the, hate player. the player. Hate the game. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> okay. So we have some questions for you before we jump into that. So Myron, so um, tell us a little bit about like maybe the one-on-one version, like what is human design? Kind of get where it comes from, but what is it? And why? Yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> human design, as I mentioned before, is a, it's a blueprint. And the basics to get what your blueprint is, is you need, just like you would for your natal chart, you need your date of birth, the time, a specific time and the place and then there's a website it's free mybodygraph.com and we can repeat that at the end where you go in and you put in this information and your chart is populated and you get this image that you're first are like oh that looks like an anatomy dummy with a bunch (laughs) of like shapes on it and the shapes will either be colored in or blank and those are the different centers um, and those different centers, uh, they, they power up different uh, energies of ours, you know, you have and they some of them align with the chakras. So you have what you call the head center, you have the Ajna, you have the solar plexus, the root, the sacral, the spleen, there's nine total. Uh, and those centers are all everyone has, you know, there's different variations of what's colored in and not colored in. And those centers uh, help you empower and be the best version of you based on your type. There are five different types. You have generators, manifesting generators, projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. Generators and manifesting generators make up 70% of the population. Uh, Reflectors make up up about 19%. Uh, Manifestors make uh, out around 8%, 8%, 7 to 8%, and reflectors about 1% of the population. Uh, and these vary in, you know, different ways, but the major, the, the main difference among these is how they harness and use energy and how they use that energy to go about, uh, you know, making their decisions and interacting with their environment and with those around them. Um, so type is like, the main thing, you're always going to hear about what's your type. And then secondary to that is, well, not secondary, but then the second most important thing that I would say for anyone who's new is your authority. And your authority is how you're built to make decisions. Um, and there's, uh, I don't remember the specific number, but I think it's seven to eight different authorities. Uh, you can be a splenic authority, a sacral authority, uh, emotional authority, uh, mental authority. Uh, there's there's different different types of authorities, and those authorities again speak to how do you go about making the best decisions for yourself. 
Um, and we'll go into those specifically based on, you know, that your Aaron and Bethany's charts and uh, Kingston and uh, Carl's charts to really go through those different types of authorities. And then there's a strategy and the strategy is how, what it is you need to do to make your best decisions. So what do you need to react to? I mean, that's one, actually, that's one type of strategy is to react, to respond. Um, others need to be, need to wait to be invited. Uh, others are there to just state what it is they're doing. It's to literally just say, I'm doing this. And that's their uh, strategy. So it's, those are the three things that I would say that anyone that's new is that's look into that and really learn about that, about yourself. And then once you have a grasp on that and you've worked on really embodying that and integrating that, then I'd say the rest of the chart really helps uh, feed into what you've integrated there and really powers up uh, the, the efficacy and like just the awesomeness of what is human design. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think we should, basics. I think we should go into like, the basics of who we are since like, you know, like, so you can talk about, yes. You and then Aaron, and that way we can give them examples. Let's start. Yeah, yeah. this is perfect. So I'm going to start with, so Aaron and me are the same uh, type. We're both manifesting generators and we are as manifesting generators, our sacral is defined. And for both of us, our authority is sacral. So what it means to be sacral is that when we make decisions, it's an immediate gust, gut instinct. And it's sort of like a visceral, visceral physical uh, sensation in a way. Uh, and so, you know, people, when something comes, we sort of immediately know whether it's a yes or a no. And if it's a, there's hesitation, that's, that's the equivalent of a no. It's, it's a not right now. Um, Manifesting generators, along with generators, have a limitless amount of energy for the things that light them up. So if we're doing the things that light us up, like we could go nonstop doing that until we're tired and, you know, tired in a satisfying way. So, you know, manifesting generators in order to get good quality sleep throughout the day have, you know, the only way they're going to be uh, get restful sleep at night is if they spent their energy throughout the day doing things that light them up and that they enjoy. If they are expending energy, but it's not on the things that light them up, then at the end of the day, they might feel tired, but there's also going to be a restlessness to that mm -hmm. um, because they didn't expend their energy in a way that was the most effective or most aligned to who they are. Bethany is a projector and Bethany is here, or projectors, but I'm gonna say Bethany is here to help guide and lead and teach. Um, they're great collaborators and partners with generators and manifesting generators uh, because they can help, they help partner really well and collaborate and help uh, provide some more structure and guidance to a lot of the, the energy and ideas that projectors and generators bring to the table. So it helps uh, keep moving things along in a certain way because projectors do not have the limitless energy that manifesting generators and generators have. Neither do manifestors and neither do reflectors. So, uh, you know, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors really have to honor their energy and tune in 
to when they need to rest. Because if you do not pay attention to your body and when you need to rest, you're going to burn out. Yeah. And you're going to feel, you know, for projectors, it's a feeling of bitterness, you know, yeah. when you've, you've gone about doing things that don't satisfy you, um, and you feel burnt out. And when you feel burnt out, then you're not gonna be able to then, you know, use your energy for things you love. So for manifesting generators and generators, it might be a little easier to then pivot, like you could still, so long as you find the thing that lights you up, you'll find the energy for it. <laughs> But for projectors, reflectors, and manifestors, even if you pivot, if you've already spent your energy, you've already spent your energy. Like you don't have a fountain to all of a sudden just replenish it from unless yeah. you've gotten your rest. Yeah. You know how relieved I was when I heard about that? <laughs> I was like, oh God, so I'm not just like, there's a reason that I can't do what everyone else is doing all the time. Well, I can't produce as much as I'd like. Yeah, no, there's definitely like, yeah, I think it helped me understand Bethany because there's a rhythm. She'll produce, give off, do something. And then there's a, with like going into a cave, like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. And it's, I think, cause we know each other and there's this just openness to understand. But I think I've seen that in the workplace where people are like, well, they're, they're lazy. Yeah. Aren't they getting it done? And when you're comparing the way you human design might the way you're describing it is like we move differently which is we all know is obvious but to understand like people generate their energy differently yeah and Mm -hmm. like if you put me and I've done this where I've been in jobs that I don't like I look Mm -hmm. like a sloth I'm like (laughs) but you put me somewhere (laughs) where I feel plugged in and I suck at it usually but you put me somewhere I'm plugged in. I'm like an energizer buddy. You cannot mm-hmm. hold me down. I am in this creative flow and excitement. Exactly. So it's interesting to see someone who can totally be in that creative flow, be where she's supposed to be like Bethany and still be like nap time. Yeah, Peace out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Totally. And I've learned to honor that so much more since learning about human design too. And it's helped me and I don't make myself wrong for it. I think that was the biggest thing. Like I would want to do that, like rest more often than, Mm -hmm. than other people. And I would notice that, but I would want to make myself wrong for it, you know, because of of course, like I didn't have this information and like, we just assume in this as society that everyone needs to learn the same way or everyone does things the same way, you know? So, right. right. Yeah. And I think, you know, speaking to sometimes, obviously, on the workplace, unless you're working in a pretty innovative transformational space, it's not like you can just say, by the way, I'm a projector, which means these things. <laughs> yeah. This is becoming this is becoming more common. And, you right. know, I know that there are a lot of leadership coaches that are integrating human design into uh, what they do with with companies and clients that are open to this, because, you know, this is a different way of looking at like Myers-Briggs. Personally, I think it's a it's more useful because then you can help someone say you can act on these things. Myers-Briggs, I still find that it's like, well, you are these things, but they don't tell you how to best embody those things Mm, or how to like live those to your fullest potential. This, I mean, they're all, they can all interplay and they're all symbiotic. Right. But I think human design is one of those where it really helps uh, you as an individual figure out how to best, uh, you know, integrate and collaborate with your environment and sometimes it means that just you knowing you can let people know like hey you know I it's when we you know collaborate if you wouldn't mind structuring things this way it would really make things more effective um Um, and and this is definitely grounded in 
if you believe you're if you believe your soul having a human experience then human design lines up to that like hey we're totally. souls and here's the best way to maximize your human experience to serve your soul yeah and right. i think that's something myers briggs and other personalities has you know it's Don't. very worldly it's very 3d world and so it doesn't yeah. take into account that spiritual side which for bethany and i we have to have that alive and well in our work mm-hmm. right and that's what we try to do with people is give them practical tips on how to apply spiritual stuff into their life so you know knowing this like helps us do that even more yeah, yeah i think this is a perfect embodiment of us being spiritual beings living in the physical world and us bringing the spiritual into the physical mm-hmm. instead of us trying to take the physical into the spiritual which is sometimes where that mismatch something i did for many many years you know trying to do that <laughs> yeah. and then just really being like no no myra you are a spiritual being in the physical <laughs> world so bring this bring the spiritual here instead of trying to conform right uh, and it just wants- you know and let everyone know. So Maida is like a scientist in her head. She is like, <laughs> if you could, her training and background is really around analysis, but it's like energetically, you are both a spreadsheet and a scientist constantly interpreting data and yeah. making meaning. So I giggle because knowing you, watching you as you that you just said like oh I was trying to do the other way around I'm like oh that would not that would totally make sense right yeah right that's what I love about you like the way when we work together is the way that you explain things like sometimes like I don't it's been said to me in different ways before I didn't fully Mm -hmm. get it but you have such a great way of putting into simple language for me to understand yeah of course you you're brilliant Mida of course yeah (laughs) well thank you yes yes I am no no but I think Part of the reason that that may come too is because I come from a very analytical world and I'm very, I'm used to being very heady Yeah, and that doesn't always work. I'm not supposed to be heady. I've learned, I'm learning this and something that I, and I thought those two were just diametrically opposed. Like, how are you going to be analytical and scientific and do this? But interpreting data, you don't get lost in it when I respond from my sacral because it's easy to know whether I'm on the right track or on the wrong track because mm. it's just immediate. Like, is this right? No. All right. Keep moving. You know, or is this yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Keep going that way. And now understanding that, that, you know, I, it's, it doesn't make me wrong. And it's, it's just, I have a way it, now I understand why I connect to things as fast as I do mm-hmm. and can just go forth and not not overthink or not get caught up in my head at all about being like, well, am I right there? Am I not right? Like now I know it's exactly how I'm built to do things. So in the sacral, uh, when you're a sacral authority, we, it's our gut instinct. So it's a yes or a no. And if there's any hesitation, it's a not right now. And that's how we go about making decisions. So when, if Aaron, when you're trying to make a decision, uh, and, at, you know, when we first started working together, that's exactly how you try. You try to get me back into my body mm. and out of my head. And at the time I was like, I don't, I don't understand what she's trying to, <laughs> what she's trying to get me to do. She's cute. And she's stupid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Erin being intuitive, the first thing she tried me to get me to do was the bit where you just stand and you ask your body to lean one way or another. And that's a vis- that's a visceral sensation of your gut. So mm. she didn't know I was a sacral, but that's the first thing 
that she told me to told me to get out of my head and do it this way. Like, let your body lead the way. And that's exactly what I'm supposed to do is let my body's reaction to a yes or a no lead the way. Um, and What's so Bethany? I'm a Bethany a is a splenic, which <laughs> so cute, silly. right? I know it's super cute. It's super so cute. Splenic is in, it's a quiet knowing it's intuition, but it's that other note. I know you're having a lot of fun with this. Erin is just it sounds like something's <laughs> popping out of her butthole and I'm like Hello! I mean that would be appropriate for me right potentially <laughs> who knows that I like funny. the subtlety of that though like as you describe it like that she just <clears throat> I just know yeah it's a, I, I feel it, like it's a superpower that's like oh. it is a superpower I mean it's a different way of how we experience it right yeah. like we know in our body yeah. She knows by that whisper, but because of that, I mean, she's been practicing her ways for a while, and so she embodies it, but there are a lot of other splenic authorities out in the world that don't explore what we do, right. and so if you're not, if you haven't yet developed uh, ways to really tune into your body, to listen to that, mm -hmm. because it's quiet, and it's spontaneous, and yeah. it's quick, and just as easily as it comes to you, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. So if you're not practiced in tuning into your body and listening to your body, then those with splenic authority could find difficulty making decisions. So I'm actually yeah. really grateful that my my body is loud. Like it just says <laughs> it's a yes or a no. Like I don't have to be like, oh shit, know, you guys are not lucky. listen. Yeah. 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 Like, like, I was listening to music. I didn't hear that. Can you say it again? <laughs> You're like, wait, 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 the volume was up too high. Right, yeah, sorry, um, like, come back, and then it doesn't come back, and then you're like, exactly. I don't know if that's what I'm supposed to do, and then you like I mean, start to question yourself, and like, I've spent years questioning my decisions, <laughs> like, mm. still I do, you know, I mean, it's better now, but I get, right. <clears throat> I get confirmation, whereas like, something will happen, like, I notice this with dating, like, I'll look at a picture of a person, and I'll just be like, nope, 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 like, or yes, or like, I really got like a message, like, no, this person like, you're going to like this person, but it's not going to work out, like, was kind of the thing. And mm -hmm. I didn't listen to it, right? And so I ended up, like, you know, like, dating him for a little bit and then, like, was all bummed when it didn't work out. And I was like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you're like, like, I knew this was going to happen. Exactly. I knew to me. Happen. Yeah, exactly. But I didn't listen. <clears throat> yeah. All right. What was the other thing that we're supposed to know? You said we've got the type, authority, and then it was a third. Strategy. So yes. Strategy. Strategy is how we how we interact with the world. So, Aaron, you and I, our strategy, and all um, manifesting generators and generators, our strategy is to respond. So the world is going to bring opportunities to us, things to respond to, instantaneously have yes or no's. Um, it's we're not out, you know, we're not here to force our way through things or to uh, just whip up life plans without having been presented with any opportunity to respond to it. Um, and so, you know, you all came to me via responses. I didn't find you guys. You guys yeah. found me totally. through, through things like with Aaron, um, I accepted a job that came to me. I was offered a job opportunity. I took the job opportunity. It took me to move to Ventura. I met 
Aaron because one of my coworkers had worked with Aaron before. And so she recommended her to me when she realized that I wasn't afraid of the woo. And so then I met Aaron and I, you know, we've been working ever since. And then through Aaron, through her last retreat, which was amazing that she does the next one, I'm totally signing up and so should everybody else. <laughs> Bethany showed up, but Bethany also showed up to Aaron by a presentation of like, these are the options. And that's the one that Aaron connected was with you, Bethany. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we've been inseparable since. So there, from there, you could see we all, all of this came to be because the universe presented options to us. And we responded to them, whether it was a yes or a no, it's what felt right. And then we just went with it. Mm-hmm. Bethany, in that sense. Um, I like uh, Bethany's. I'm over here by myself. I don't know Bethany's makes me giggle. All of followers make me laugh. And, and I, none of these, so th- to me, this is the, this, this, the, the strategy is one that I really invite people to read more about because it can get frustrating. Like me as someone who considers herself a feminist and ambitious and uh, you know, a go-getter to have heard that my strategy is to respond. I thought that was utter bullshit and I was (laughs) not about it. Just sit down, we'll come to you. I'm gonna do whatever I wanna do. And this isn't telling me that I can't do whatever I wanna do. What it's telling me is uh, keep your eyes open and really look at what's out there and what's come, like what's the feedback you're getting and react to the feedback instead of saying, well, forget the feedback. I'm going to just go seek all these things. You don't need to seek. It's going to come Mm -hmm. to you. And it's at first that sounded, but it sounded like I was not, I was not about that life. And totally now I realize what to do. Now you realize mine hey, is worse. Would you rather do. be mine? <laughs> yeah. uh, she wants to build the door. kind of the same. So speaking of Bethany, as a yeah. projector, uh, strategies for projectors are to wait for an invitation, which is a, a, a bit less open-ended than uh, waiting to respond, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Bethany, because you have a lot of expertise on things and you have, uh, knowledge that you want to share, uh, you need to be invited into the spaces, um, that you want to share with, right? Right. So Erin invited you. She didn't, so had it been different for Erin's, um, retreat that she had put out an open call and people had to apply yeah, yeah. You probably, that would not have been for you because you're right. not, but she called you and invited you right. to be a part of her retreat. Mm-hmm. And so that's the type of, you know, in that way. Yeah. Um, but an invitation could be, you know, an email in your inbox randomly for something that uh, you were interested in or it piqued your interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are invitations to, in the same way that for me and Aaron, those are things to respond to. Yeah. Uh, but I think part of the the difference is that you need to feel acknowledged by yeah. the thing that you're responding to. Right. Me and Aaron just need to feel like, yeah, like we want to do that. <laughs> like, you know, I keep seeing it's like a parade. Like if you and I see a parade and we want to jump on a float or join, she had we get to do that because it's in front of us and we have a pull for it. Where Bethany, they'd have to say, Bethany, you want to join us? Or there'd be some initiation on that end that right. is telling her 
we're pulling for you where you and right. I can crash any party that's obviously presented. To right. You. And I'd be like, no, guys, they didn't invite us. We can't go. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we can't like, but now we're inviting you. So come right. on. Yeah. So long right. as someone invites you. Right. And yeah. you feel it. Though so the thing yes. is, you have to feel like it is an Desire invitation. Right. If you feel like you're not being, that it's not an invitation, that it's just a reaction, then you're not, it's not going to fulfill you. Totally. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're going to feel, uh, you're going to then feel what we call your not self theme. Mm-hmm. Your not self theme is how you feel when you don't do things via your strategy yeah. and you don't follow your authority. So for Bethany, when you're not, when you don't wait for the invitation and you go forth or you make decisions at not using your intuition via your splenic authority, your not self theme is bitterness. You're going to feel bitter. You're going to feel angry and bitter. Yep. And you resonate with that. And I was actually thinking about this. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever felt like bitter a lot. A word that I use a lot, which is actually what my not self theme and Aaron's not self theme is frustration. I feel Mm. frustrated a lot. And now I get why. When things don't go my what I think should be my way Mm -hmm. is I feel frustrated. Like, why isn't this happening? And that's because either I didn't wait to respond. Whatever I pursued... I didn't, I wasn't mindful of whether I was responding to something or whether I was, you know, a bull through a China shop. Yeah. I don't want to be bulls through China shops. No. Um, and if, if I got too heady about something, which is something I'm still learning. Like if, if I felt it in my gut, but then I was like, well, is that right? It's already, I already fucked up. Right. Mm. Like I'm not supposed to take it to my head. Yeah. I'm yeah. supposed to take it into my feelings as a sacral authority. I'm just like, yes or no. Yes. Okay. Go. Um, I have a question. Are all manifesting generators sacral authority? They are not. And that okay. actually takes us to Carl. Oh. Aaron's boo. Let's talk about My that. My boo. My Viking stallion. Yeah. Your Viking <laughs> Wait, Norwegian? Stallion. Wait, did you Norwegian say Norwegian stallion? stallion. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I always see him as a Viking. He's 6'5". I feel like he's a Viking. He's, Does he have blue eyes? Yes, he's blue eyes. And, and he's intimidating to others. He's like, teach he's him how to read runes. So that we could benefit. Uh, I have a, I have a set. Really? Yeah. Oh, that might be. Let me see. Something. If he's interested, he's, he's also a Gemini, so you can't tell him what to do. You have to. He's gonna. Like, he's gonna be like, mm, yeah, that's yeah. your thing. <laughs> <laughs> Invite him to respond, right? Oh uh, yeah. Hey, do you feel because he's a manifesting generator? Oh, he is too. So he is also a manifesting generator. Okay. And which means all manifesting generators and generators, their sacral is defined. Oh, okay. But that that's what doesn't that mean that our authority is the same. Gotcha. So for Carl, he's still going to tune into his yes or his no, but he's an emotional authority, which means he needs to sleep on his decisions <laughs> or even longer, regardless of what a sacral says, yes or no then he needs to wait it out to make the decision from a place of calm. But it's you have to about, wait until they're calm? Well, he has to wait until he's calm, calm to confirm the yes or no. Not to rethink. There's nothing heady about this either. It's mm-hmm. more like, did the yes or the no that I got initially, now that I'm either outside of the space of elation and happiness or sadness and anger, does that still resonate? And then mm. that's the final answer. Versus you and I, Aaron, very if, we can, if we're if we're like on cloud nine, that's totally cool. Like that can be our response. Mm. 
he can't be on cloud nine and make a decision. He needs to step back and be like, oh, well, I have a yes, but let me sleep on it. Um, that's not an invitation, though. And this is where the masculine and feminine energy come in. And I embody a lot of the masculine. Sleeping on it is not an invitation to take it to your head, to start mm. thinking about it, to make a pro and con list. Like none of that. <laughs> this is not this is not an invitation to do that. It's an invitation to sleep on it, come to a place of emotional neutrality and say, again, into the sacral, is this a yes or is this a no? And then that's how you make the decision. Um, ah. But it's different. So in, for, let's say, Aaron, you guys have a conversation and at the end of it, it's time to come up to a decision. And it sounds like you're both on the same page, but it's, you know, and you're like, okay, yeah, it's a yes. And he's like, yeah, it probably is a yes. He needs to step back. You need to give him and a like day two days later when I get like, I don't know why you thought it was yes. Or I don't, I don't think I'm, that's a dumb idea. Like I'll get a no later or I'll get a yes later that looked like a no. So I've always just said he's like a delayed responder is how I've had it. And that's his emotional authority. He oh, is okay. a delayed responder. So, but will I be able, so those of us in relationship from emotional authority people, Will we be able to tell when they're in a neutral motion to be able to make a decision or is that all just on the individual? But it's still not about neutral. Oh, what is it? Instantaneous, then it's okay. They still need to sleep on it. Yeah, it's so it's yeah. delayed. So the neutral is- It's delayed, yeah. It just needs to be like initially, yeah. They might was like not- trying to figure out how I can get him to respond faster and not have strategy? to sleep on it. What's the strategy? Yeah. I was like, nope, right. your strategy is you got to give them. <laughs> is it one night sleeping on or does it like you know, have to be multiple? Honestly, sometimes it depends on the uh, magnitude of the decision. Mm. Lord have mercy. Okay. That makes sense. That said, <laughs> if they start with the pro and cons list and going into their head about how do I feel about this or yeah. what do I think about this, then they've already fucked up. We've already fucked up. Like we're not supposed to go there. One of the ways that I read it is like, if you can give a reason for your yes or your no, that's not your answer then. Because uh-huh. your sacral is an instinct. You don't know why your body, your body literally just said yes or no. If you can yeah. say yes, because mm, I don't, is it really a yes? Yeah, that makes so much sense. I love it. that. No, you think and about I, it, your sacral is where your sexual attraction comes from, right? Mm. You just know when you're sexually attracted to somebody. So, and when you're not. <laughs> And yeah. this is something, and it, that's perfect. Sometimes, you know, I worked with Erin on her, her dating uh, coaching as well. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things that she's like, even though on paper that person may not necessarily look like what you think you would want, go with what your instinct is. Now, usually mm. a lot of my instincts are like, Ugh. but <laughs> uh, she has a high ew factor. He does. This is. So long as the ooh factor, my ew factor is coming from my sacral, it's fine. I'm learning that some that you know my ew factor is sometimes coming from me oh. taking it to my head, oh. and so it's balancing that, right? Like being like, okay, do I really not like this guy, or am I thinking I can't like him because he doesn't align with X Y Z of what I thought mm. it is I wanted or I'm looking for? Yeah. yeah. Um. So that. And, you know, me for someone who comes and I don't know what Carl does for a living, but I think he does things, you know, insure business owner. Okay. Numbers oriented. Yes. Uh, what numbers we do guy. is we, we go to and going to the numbers from a business perspective. And it makes sense. You have to, for business, you have to do numbers. 
yeah. like you're not going to sit there and be like, well, is this credit decision? Should I open this line? Mm-hmm. You know, et cetera. It, that's not really the way to go about it. But because we do that day in and day out, me as an analyst that makes this helps people make decisions based on numbers. Uh, sometimes we forget to leave that energy at work and that, um, you know, that decision-making framework and really sit with what suits us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the practices come in. You know, to me, I've had to build practices like buffers, like when the end of the workday comes, I'm like, how do I leave that energy there? And how do I center myself back into centering myself on my sacral or whatnot? And, you know, this is where for me, uh, meditation comes in or card pulling and really just reading what yeah. the instinct is because that helps me harness back that energy. Things will look differently for other people, right? For some people, it'd be just going for a run and like leaving everything on, I don't know what people run on the yeah. pave. Uh, pave <laughs> I don't know. As you can tell, I don't run. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, things like that. And so as your partner, sometimes you might, you know, as you see them, uh, maybe bringing in some of that, knowing their framework, inviting yeah. them to explore things that enable them to to live in those both worlds if they really like that's what they need to be at work, but then at home and with you and, you know, with their personal life, that they're really sitting into this, you know, this energy and this space. So I'm so curious what Kingston is. Kingston is a generator. Lord help me. <laughs> and, and based on that, I now before I go into it, it sounds like Kingston probably has a lot of energy to do a lot of things, and Bethany can't keep up with Kingston. Exactly. Yeah. And that, <laughs> and that is Kingston is a generator. And as children, you know, there's as children, that's what we did. Like we didn't factor in anybody else. We factored in what we wanted to do because all we knew was to react to the things that came to us, right? Um, You know, kids aren't out there making decisions. They, by nature, are living their strategies because, you know, you don't let them wander off and, like, make bad decisions on their own. They're just, like, sitting and doing their thing and things are coming at them to respond Mm -hmm. to them. Right. Um, So he is... a a generator so yeah sacral but like carl he is an emotional generator you so birthed he's... carl <laughs> <laughs> kind of and she's so little i can't even imagine that idea of her birthing well he might come out six five yeah. <laughs> i know that but even he might grow to start. that i don't know if there's right? potential in the general genetic pool i hope so mother I hope and father he's like six foot um, and doesn't get like short jeans that I would love to see that. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways. So, like, uh, like Carl, for big decisions, although a lot of kids aren't being asked to make big decisions, yeah. but um, I know you co-parent Bethany. So sometimes yeah. if you're having a conversation that has to do with them making a decision where there's a possibility where one of the, he might feel like one of the parents might feel some type of way about his decision. Yeah. He needs the space to come back to whatever it is you're asking them to respond to. Right. Um, that makes know. sense. Actually, I noticed myself doing that already naturally, like just observing him, obviously, because he's my child and he's with, and I try to make him happy all the time, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> it makes my life happy. Um, but was like, if I want to say like, for example, my mom wanted him to go with her somewhere, I would ask him like, Hey, Kingston, do you want to go with grandma here on this day? Right. And it's in the future. 
And then he'll be like, yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, well, I'm, then I'll tell my mom, I'm going to ask him again the day before just to make sure that he still wants to go. And I noticed myself doing that already. Like, well, I mean, I had to start doing that because I noticed that he would struggle with, um, I guess like with transition sometimes, right. Or if he Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like he has a say in what's going on. I mean, like, I think children in general struggle with that. Um, but yeah, so that, that makes me feel good about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As a parent. (laughs) Exactly. And something that's a difference between like a generator and a manifesting generator is that generators tend to, once they know what they like or what they want to do, they tend to stick to one path. Okay. Manifesting generators, we're here to be the multi-passionates of the world. Okay. So we're going to do a lot of different things or we're going to constantly be pivoting. Uh, so not something that necessarily Kingston is going to be doing a lot of, you know, but do keep checking in to see if he feels like it. But, you know, Aaron, you've done a bunch of stuff in your life that yeah. it's, an, we tend to be the nonlinear path sort of people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to feel bad about trying to make sense of my story for other people, shit, even making it sense of it for myself. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm just like, that's just what it's supposed to be. So if I want to do like three different projects at the same time, if I have a day job and I have a side hustle and I have some like weird hobby, that's fine, right? Like I don't need to say I can only do this one thing all the time. Or if every three years I'm switching up what I'm doing, that's also Mm. fine. Uh, For me, it's always wrong true to me. um, But people externally to me don't get that necessarily. And so they're kind of questioning things. Mm. Um, They're not questioning, but they wonder and people I mean, have judgments is, about it it's you know those generators i know, I know right judgments. <laughs> this is how i know too then in retrospect as i'm going through things sometimes i don't have the right answer it's just like it just felt like the right thing to do and that's yeah. what i want to hear from myself right when i make a decision or reflect on a decision i don't know why i did that it just that's what i wanted to do and i did it and that was it you know doesn't mean i'm committed to sticking to whatever it is I chose to do mm. because it's not a life as commitment it's not a life commitment manifesting generators are not do we have about a lot of divorces because we like hop around I don't know I can find out if we He's like I can take that away here's the thing if you you could obviously be the most likely to have divorces if you're not think, yeah if you're not aware now if you're mm. aware and you know how to make decisions why would you you're not putting yourself in a place where you would be having divorces because you'd constantly be checking in on yourself and you'd be respectful of where your partner's coming from. Yeah. This yeah. is like anything in life, right? So yeah. long as you're like, I'm going to check myself and know myself and I'm going to be respectful of my partner. So long as I know that they're also doing the same type of work that I'm doing to know who they are. Uh, then even if you're different and you're constantly checking in, if you're giving yourself each other that space uh, to do the things, because Aaron, while you and uh, Carl have very similar charts, that does not mean that you guys like the same things, want to do the same things. No. It just means that you can understand if he says no, you're like, I get that. I'm going to leave that yeah. to be a no, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can be more mindful of how you go about, uh, you know, asking questions. So that's one of the things I wanted to get into now is like communication. So when you're talking to a generator or a manifesting generator, ask us this or that yes, no questions to get us going. 
you know, let's use the infamous dinner question. What do you want <laughs> to have happens for often dinner? for me. <laughs> Don't ask me that. I That's too broad. Ask me, do you want Mexican? Yes or no? I'll say yes or no. Or you could say, do you want Mexican or do you want sushi? And then I might give you a no to both or a yes to one of them. It, it just, it helps it. Narrow it down. Narrow it down. Right. Okay. Um, and what do we do with the reflector? Tell them what they Perfect. want. A projector, you mean? <laughs> I mean, a projector, no. sorry. With a projector, you you invite them to, 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 for them to tell you what it is they're feeling like having. Like, I would ask probably Bethany, like, hey, what would you enjoy eating today? Like, what what would, like, you know, yeah, like, what, do you, what would make you feel good to eat today? Right. And that I makes sense. get a better response than a yes. It doesn't mean that a yes or no couldn't serve. But especially if the yes or no questions, if she senses that they're coming from the things that you want to eat versus the things that she wants to eat, which is why maybe it's better to be like, hey, what are you feeling today? Or if you happen to know that her top three things are Mediterranean, uh, Vietnamese, and, you know, pizza, then you say, do you want to have one of these three things? And then she could respond to that. Well, I right? think that makes sense because it gives me the opportunity to practice my Thor, wait, is it my authority or my, yeah, like, or my splenic authority, yeah. right? To like hear the intuition of what I actually want to eat, right? Instead of being bombarded with somebody else's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. makes sense. Um, and then what was I going to say? Um, well, shoot, I just left my brain. I can't remember. <laughs> Sorry. There, I know we're, we're cutting close to time. Is there anything that we should know either about Kingston, Carl, our relationship or something that maybe wasn't covered in Mida? Yeah. What's Kingston's not self theme? Frustration. So okay. ge- generators and uh, manifesting generators have, and that they're both the same. So okay. you want to he, present things for him to respond to. And when he's not embodying or doing something that he's like, not about that, he's going to act or you're going to sense frustration. Yeah. Uh, additionally, if you're doing things and like all of a sudden he's like, I'm done with this. It's because yeah. he's not interested in that thing. Well, I mean, that happens with schoolwork every day. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So and- I, I was going to say another thing is he, so like he's into a lot of different things. It's almost like when you said like, I, so could like a generator, cause I know he's going to like, you said they're more into like going in one direction is like, try a bunch of different things first to see which, what he likes, oh, you know, for sure. cause yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah. like with sports and stuff, like he has a bike, he has a scooter, he has a skateboard. He just got a pair of roller skates. Like, you know, he's like, he wants all these things. And, you know, and I think like, he's just trying to find the one that he wants to like pursue more, like is what I, I guess how I can see that. So he's not like a manifesting generator where he's going to continuously do that. Like, like you once know, you right. and also you're you're a kid exactly well, that, so your yeah. your terms of what you're committed to like you know for him a month is the equivalent of maybe two three years for us right? like, <laughs> yeah i i did that for a month like right? i exhausted that option right you know and it just so, wasn't for me <laughs> absolutely yeah exactly yeah. or maybe what he's saying you know he just it's movement instead of seeing it as a sport he's like gotcha. i want to move yeah and today i feel like moving this way and today yeah. i feel like moving this way so maybe his commitment or what he's in alignment with is just moving his body. And moving it is energy. movement, yeah. And then he's just different days. He feels like different things. Okay, right? that makes more so, sense, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like if he enjoys these and he's actively saying, oh, no, I want to do this and I want to do that, is you as a parent, you know, 
fostering an environment and, and you know offering him opportunities to respond to movement you know to know okay. that he does need to move but not saying it has to be this way because he yeah. said that that's how he wanted it oh to be man before. he does not respond yeah. well to that <laughs> And I think one of the, right, you don't, we don't respond well to that. One of the last things I wanted to close out with is uh, how sometimes these, how we feel acknowledged and heard could Mm. tie back to our love languages. Um, And so for manifesting generators and generators, if someone offers to do something for us that we dislike, we love that, right? Because now you've opened up you just took the thing that we hated out of the way. And Mm. so I know acts of service is one of my love languages. And now I understand why, because, (laughs) but it has to be something that I don't, that I I genuinely don't want to do. Like, I don't mind doing my bed. So if you do my bed for me, like, I'm not going to feel like you did something for me because (laughs) I don't mind, you know, but if you do the dishes, oh my God, like, that's great. Cause I genuinely dislike doing the dishes. Um, so that's, you know, a potential way of, that's definitely a way of feeling heard and appreciated. Mm. Um, and because there's a satisfaction to not having to do the things that you want to do. Bethany, for you, I feel, you know, because you like to be invited and acknowledged words of affirmation, um, are something that I think, you know, what, if you're having the conversation with a potential partner be like words of affirmation yeah. are a great thing to bring to the table mm-hmm. if they are right but at sometimes as, as <laughs> you learn about uh the different ways that you know human design interplay like it's not like this is a one right one this is the the thing that's going to beat everything else it all interplays and you can find it's just you <laughs> can find evidence and data for these other bits <laughs> This is the data. Modalities. Yeah, for the other modalities, you can find it in the charts. So. Right. Like when we were doing our reading, I was noticing how like, you know, knowing some of your guys' astrology or Aaron's astrology, like how it was showing up like when you were explaining things. So I was like, oh, that's probably just Aaron's Taurus or that's Aaron's, mm-hmm. you know, um, Libra, you know, and, and I could see since it is kind of connected to our natal chart, how you can kind of see it. And even like Kingston, his, he has a Pisces um, rising. And so I was like, that's his emotional, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. his emotional authority. <laughs> and no, yeah. So it just makes, it makes sense. Like if you already have some knowledge of astrology. Yeah, yeah. it helps. Exactly. Yes. So my, for those who wanted to search this out for themselves, you gave us a website. Cause I want to know both if someone wants to look it up and someone, if they're like me, which is a lot of us. Um, yeah. Just tell me how I can find you. How do I do both? So to find, to get your own uh, body graph, your own human design blueprint, go to my, uh, let me get the exact words. Hold on, because I could, it's mybodygraph.com. So you go there and again, all you need is your birth date, time and location. And voila, you're going to get this uh, very interesting looking map of your body with many colors and lines and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the far right, it'll break down those things that we talked about, the type, the strategy, your authority, and what your not-self themes are. 
And then you want to find me. Yes. Like I'm like, oh my God, where help. for a deeper or more, there's, there's more elements yeah. we didn't get into that. Might have been explained. And the way yeah. that I described it before was that it's like a natal chart, right? Like most of us take some time to dig into our, our, our sun, our moon and our rising. Mm-hmm. And that's complex enough. Uh, you know, there are other parts of the chart. You have gates, you have channels. Um, you Those are like getting into all the houses on interaction cross, right? I like that one. Yeah. It, the incarnation cross. Oh, yeah. incarnation. So, Sorry, I read my notes wrong. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it sounds, they're it's also confusing. spelled very similarly. Like okay. maybe interaction is in there. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> You're so, the, so funny. <laughs> But uh, so me, you can find me on Instagram. uh, And my handle is alignment by design. And uh, you can just DM me and we could set up some time to do some readings. Uh, And uh, yeah, we can go from there. Now, if you want to learn more, if you're like, I just want to go look at my graph, and I'm going to go do some research. There are two there are two uh, women that I have learned a lot from, and they offer a lot of free content uh, on Instagram. So these are the two women that I would recommend. One mm-hmm. is Erin Claire Jones, E-R-I-N-C-L-A-I-R-E-J-O-N-E-S. That's her handle on Instagram. Um, and She's one of the more well-established. Um, she has a lot of information. Again, I've learned a lot from her. And I think everybody who's interested in human design should be following her. Yeah. And then uh, there's another account, Intuition Lifestyle, uh, run by a lady called Eden. Um, she also has a lot of information. She Eden focuses on... Uh, running businesses, leveraging your human design. Like how do you bring in human design into helping you run your business? Mm-hmm. And Erin Aaron Claire has more of a broader personal, how do you bring yourself into the day-to-day? Obviously very similar, but just a slightly different approaches to bringing information to you. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Both Thank very valuable. So- <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for being on and Thank walking us through. Yeah, yeah, thank you. It's been awesome. It totally. And now we're going to have better relationships. Yeah, you know, I'll be bugging you again. I'll be, all right, tell me more about Carl. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you have a brood of kids, right? So we could look into Holy that hell. too. I know. I need like another four hours, an hour of food tiles. <laughs> yeah, that might have to be a whole weekend retreat yeah. situation. Like, <laughs> I yeah. Know. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Maida. For those of you listening, Maida gets to be in the hot spot in a moment, and we will be doing intuitive hits with her. Mm. And yeah, so stay know, tuned. She's a cancer, so this will be fun. All right. <laughs> All thank right. you, Maida. Bye. Thank, thank you, everyone. You.